Okay, with Ari Forma uh, through rose-colored lenses is the short film play at the Romantic Relationships Film Festival. Well, you're at the right festival because this is about a toxic uh, relationship. I think many people uh, can relate to this relate this this film and this relationship, this kind of triangle, I guess. But you know, it's one of those situations where you you're seeing your friend or loved one or whatever something's not right with their partner, but you can't really say anything or you can try to say something, but then you become part of that energy, I guess, too, right? So it's one of those hard balances. I'm assuming this is based on somewhat of a true story. Would I be correct in that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, This is uh, a story based off something I went through. I was technically the main character of Sean, and uh, the story of how I got out of um, this toxic love triangle and how basically it consumes you and what goes on. Because I feel like not a lot of people talk about these kind of things in love stories like toxic love where just that person is dragged in and out and doesn't know what to do. So uh, putting my story out there was uh, quite an interesting experience. Yeah, this, this, like, uh, yeah, I think that people can, like you said, maybe not talked about as much, but I think people can relate to this kind of emotional abuse, I guess, you you would call it, I guess, right? Absolutely. That was the main intention of writing this uh, and directing this so people can relate to and not feel alone, like how I did in this situation. Like, I felt like nobody could ever understand what i was going through but as i could see from a lot of people watching it many people have gone through this too and it really helped shine a light on uh the issues and these in this nasty scenario that could happen so this was done at uh at the university of of central florida this is a university film uh this I guess you would say technically university film but i've been writing this for four years so i've had this uh in my back pocket since before I even started at UCF. UCF gave me the opportunity to finally have it and uh, finally have a chance to make it. But gotcha. I've been... So, yeah, it pretty of- kind of helped you produce the film. It was made under the umbrella of, of school. Like, you got a grade for making this film, I guess, right? Yes, I did. Did you pass? I did. Flying Colors. Flying Colors. So how was the process making the film at this university? Did you have to pitch the project to the to the faculty? What was the project? Well, basically, uh, I'm in the BFA program, which is and the narrative uh, track, which is the most sought after program in the film uh, part of that school. So we need to pitch our short film for a junior year, which had to be six minutes. And um, I knew right off the bat, I'm going to tell the story. Originally, it was called The Shepherd. But um, through a little bit of trial and error uh, pitching this, a lot of people didn't support it. A lot of people thought, nah, nobody really wants to see this. A lot of people just thought a lot of people's opinions were respected, but not really needed. Uh, were giving me a lot of uh, issue on it. But, you know, I... Uh, I had to stick to what I believed in and uh, I hired my wonderful crew. I got to hire my amazing cast. Some of them not even affiliated with UCF, which made it making a cast easier. So not all the film students are having them. And um, it was a wonderful process, but also very heartbreaking at some, at some points because I'm basically reliving 
my life in front of me in a different in a different form and i'm seeing what i went through to an extent i had to dramatize it a little bit but i'm seeing what my life was in a sense uh replayed over and over and over again so it was it was fun it was amazing my first film but it was also really um really challenging with the reality of the situation so did you uh did you tell the main actor uh that he was a version of yourself or did you kind of let him figure out the role himself i i did tell him right off the bat my lead actor evan hofford the amazing guy uh he I reached out to him uh, through a, I met him through a uh, big UCF casting call. And when he came to my audition, I told him, you're basically playing me in a sense. I want you to figure out your motives. But so he understands I'm not like just making a, a, a school project just to mess around with. I'm making a project I'm invested in. And he and he and he took to that and he enjoyed it and it and it was fun. So then you got what about the rest of your cast? Because I'm because uh with the, the girl was really obviously a very important uh role. Oh, yeah. I I um I've more of I'm more phrased it as you're playing people inspired by true people, myself, uh pe- somebody I was involved with, my best friend, and the other person's uh ex. I it was inspired by and it gave them a sense of because I feel like sometimes with student films, you could get, oh, we're just making something. No, I, I put a lot of seriousness into this, and it's not just we're making a film. And that helped them really tap into, oh, we're not messing around here. We're not just making a project. We're making a film. And yeah. that was my intention with that. And it, and that helped them. So the rest of the crew was, uh, the rest of the crew was like, um, was all from the, from the school, like your cinematographer, your editor. Yes, they uh, that helped me get a excellent crew based off of everyone who knew uh, who had a certain skill, and uh, I couldn't have asked for a better crew. Everyone came in perfectly, and and for my cameraman, we won best cinematography for this festival, and that's that was a huge honor. And I have to give Santiago Orella all the props to him for that because he helped create that. So everybody like San Diego, like like he that's his thing. He wants to be a cinematographer. You got everybody's kind of in the role that they are are kind of the pretty story. much, pretty much. My my producer Jack Auger, he he's a fellow director and screenwriter as well. My gaffer is a director as well. My my uh, a few people like my uh, my DP, my editors, and um, a few other crew wanted to do. Uh, what they were assigned to so it was only a few other people that really just enjoyed working on films and really had uh had a lot of fun uh just trying out new things and we're good at it gotcha and so then how was the the the, the post-production process like and was there was the sound designers from the school and helping you through that process yeah uh sound design uh he he does go to my school as well and he did an excellent job with that he I I let him take the reins on that, uh, but editors uh, they they went to school as well. The only one who did not was my composer in Argentina, the great Analia Lentini. She composed an original score, and I worked with her on it. That completely blew me away, and it was so perfect to what I imagined. And uh, I reached out to her through a casting website, um, and she, like I said, living in Argentina. 
uh, communicated me, with me through WhatsApp and sent me the songs and completely just blew me away. Unbelievable. So that's uh, that's pretty. That's like the new era, I guess. Right? You can you can just do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm. I did not expect music is a huge as uh, a huge importance in in general, and not just for film, but for me as well. And so the ability to communicate with somebody through Argentina and not have to meet with them one on one and them create this amazing score, which is available on iTunes, by the way. Um, uh, it's it's unbelievable. I'm very blessed to have that. So this is this is an audio podcast, but I have to ask you: the is that a lot Los Hermanos uh, apron behind you? Yeah, Los Pobres Hermanos apron. Yeah, <laughs> Bad or Better Call Saul, yeah. whatever one you uh. That is that is from a Breaking Bad, but right over here too. I don't know if you can see it. It's a signed bottle from Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul when I met them. It's signed like what kind of bottle? Uh, mezcal. They're they're uh, they're liquor. They're they're, they're tequila, right? They do they, don't they do like tequila? mezcal is a little different than tequila, but uh, it's uh they I met them in Miami and uh, Breaking Bad is a huge inspiration for even making this film. So. Of course, I have I have to like honor my favorite show. I heard they're making a killing with that. That they make they made more money on the on that on their liquor business than they ever made in acting. I I wouldn't be surprised. It's really good. <laughs> so Aaron it. Paul is like if you uh, he uh, does the advertising. I'm in Canada for the for the gambling for the the online gambling. So oh. when you're watching sports, you see him like every half inning. He's getting a little. Uh, because he because he, he's just advertising this this company this advertising company right like it's like so i'm seeing him every like half inning watching yeah, yeah. like uh <laughs> also i'm reminded of breaking bad all the time so so then oh, that's always a good thing it's always a good thing always a good thing it's my favorite show i love yeah. aaron he was one of the nicest people he's such a sweetheart of a guy when i met him so breaking uh what do you think about better call Saul? so you're breaking your you're on team breaking bad over better call Saul. Um, I think they're neck and neck in the and being an amazing show, but Breaking Bad edges it because without Breaking Bad, you can't have Better Call Saul. I know I watched Better Call Saul again, like I, I, I and I think it's pretty, it's a pretty fantastic show. I think it had a really amazing ed, ending and a ironically enough positive ending because he does get better, right? Like it's like he does like um, whereas Walt kind of descends into madness, right? Like that's his arc. He whereas like, you know, like uh, Saul or or if you want to call him Jimmy, he kind of like, you know, he is who he is. Right. But he figures himself out in the end, even though he's in prison, I guess. Right. Yeah. He redeems himself. He he uh, he sacrifices himself literally for Kim, like kind of how Walt sacrificed. Spoiler alert. But Walt sacrificed <laughs> I think we've all himself. seen the ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Walt sacrifices himself for Jesse by taking that bullet and saw sacrifice himself for Kim by not letting her get prosecuted for Hamlin's death and gets in prison for life. So it's very similar ending, but Saul's was more of, well, you can argue that, that Walt was like serving himself, right? Like he, yeah. So. Absolutely. But, but I, 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 it's hard to think which ending is better. I think breaking bad again, is is you can't have breaking bad, uh, uh, you can't have better call Saul without Breaking Bad. So yeah. Breaking Bad ending is perfect for me. But yeah. I, I love them both. You know, I love them both. Yeah, I guess I related more to the Jimmy character of like, you know, 
I get it. I get that character very well. Like the uh, he's 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 he he perceives himself as the underdog, and he wants to like kind of tink always kind of like finagle with the law a little bit, like kind of like go to the edge, right, all the time. And like, of course, it gets him in trouble in the end. But he's always him in the Kim character too, right? They always want to like find that edge of the of the law, right? Like, and they and they even though they're not there, he's not the underdog. He's like a white male living in America. But he feels he feels that he is, you know what I mean? Which is yeah. which that, becomes his room. Jimmy, right? Slipping Jimmy. Slipping Jimmy. And then and then yeah, just the black and white, the the aesthetics of the show. I was kind of blown away by it. I thought there's no way they can top uh, better call uh breaking bad, but they kind of did. Mm-hmm. It came it came pretty close. I mean, El, like when you look at the three breaking bad things, El Camino, Breaking Bad, and uh Better Call Saw. I don't think anything will ever be able to touch Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul gets really close to it. El Camino is more of an epilogue to Breaking Bad, but um, I mean, Breaking Bad will forever stand the test of time as probably, in my opinion, the greatest show of all time. So what is, so it comes to you, you did this short film. Are you still in school right now? I am. So what are you, you going to make another film at the school? Yes, I'm uh, in, currently in the process of uh, pre-production for my senior film called Nothing Yet Everything. Okay. Yes. And so, and so, basically, so then that's going to be your your kind of thesis film, I guess, or if like that kind of version of it. Pretty much. Uh, it's it's our senior film, so we get more time uh, writing it, and uh, like more time, more runtime per se, and um, it's more of taking the skills we learned making a six minute now taking it to making a 10 minute and it's not as much pressure as this film was through Oscar lenses because it's not my life story or in in a sense it's more of you know now testing my chops as a writer and a director and making something amazing gotcha and then what so you're aspiring to be a director that's your that's your goal in life Yes, and a writer. My uh, the writing and I mean writing per se is in the blood. the uh, The movie, The Meg Two, was written by my uncle. The, the original. Oh books. wow, it's doing yeah. well at the box office, right? It's doing really well. My I I wouldn't really compare the movies to the books because the movies are kind of. I'll just say that they're just kind of, kind of, but uh, that's where the money is, right? <laughs> that's where the money is, just endless, mindless sharks. That's it. Yeah. But uh, directing uh, is is something I've been very passionate about, and going back to Breaking Bad, I gotta, I gotta take inspiration from that, uh, wanting me to be a director and a writer, because to create something that helped me relate and and love something as much as i did breaking bad i want to do like i want to i want to do the same thing so what is your what is your since you brought up again what is your favorite uh episode a breaking bad yeah or your the, what is the either the what you feel is the best episode or your favorite episode best episode um i i think anyone who watched the show will agree is ozymandias um, oh, okay. When the when yeah. this is the third to last episode, I guess, right? Yeah, when Hank when Hank dies, I I think that is actually I take that right back. It just hit me right now. Crawl Space, I think, is the great uh is uh the best episode because that ending I I've never seen anything more brilliant brilliantly well shot and written and acted by Brian Cranston. Um 
but I think favorite episode. Um, sorry, which, sorry be, which one was Crawl Space again? Which one was that? It's where uh, Skyler finally says at the end, I, I, uh, I gave it to Ted, and Walt has that horrible Ted. scream. Oh, no, not, not I fucked Ted, but uh, Walt's looking for the money oh, because yeah. uh, he's going to kill him. And he's in the Crawl Space, like he's screaming. Like, yeah, he's like the Joker. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. But as far as favorite episodes, it's four days out. I think that was one of the funniest uh, relations with Walt and Jesse, and uh, and just uh, such a awesome written. That's when they were in the wooden well, in the Winnebago, the desert, and they run out of fuel. Yeah, and it breaks the down. Won't start right. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's unintentionally hilarious at times. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Two two kind of like opposite people right trying to trying to find a common trying to like accomplish this and then you get as an as an audience member when i'm watching i'm like you kind of just want them to die <laughs> because yeah. well because they're gonna they're laying destruction with the with the with the, what they're making right well yeah I, I wouldn't go that far but uh it was more of uh such a unintentionally funny scene how no, well yeah i get it but demolishes jesse with insults i wanted i wanted them to get out of it because i i was i think vince gilligan accomplished what he wanted by investing us in walt and wanting him to succeed even though he's doing this he did it perfectly so i i was with him and stuck with him through the whole ride even through that um even in his worst moments because we we were hooked yeah exactly yeah, it's, it's great storytelling. I, but I'm saying from like an on an emotional place, these like you know they're not going to die, but like like these these characters need to go. They they need to go. They need to they need to to perish. But maybe like, maybe not Jesse, but okay, I'll I'll make the argument for Walt yeah. then too. Jesse yeah. gets a pass, but he he was still kind of a bad seed, right? So of course, of course, it's like but it's like that's great storytelling. It's like Tony Soprano. I was rooting for him all the way. He's a he's a sociopathic murderer, but there's something about him that. Because he's the focus, he's the focal yeah. point. You're rooting for him, even though you don't, you don't, you don't understand why you are. That's great storytelling, right? It's the same thing with Walt. Some people. That's, that's what I'm using the analogy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's. I I was able to, not the Heisenberg meth cooking, but the push over Walter White. I was able to relate to that when I was younger, and I got it because I felt like I was the pushover too. So it it, it humanizes him, and you. You oh I get this guy I get his pain, obviously not the meth cooking and all the other atrocities he did, but you see Walt for who he was in the beginning and it, that's perfect, bang sunk in and now we're stuck with him the entire time. Yeah, you always want someone to to basically get the the best out of their potential and he obviously wasn't a character who was doing that so. Yeah. So that's he sort of thought the, he was. That was the problem. He yeah. That, he that's 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 the amazing yeah. storytelling, right? So it's like you go down. It happens all the time in life. We go. We as humans, we go. Our ego and our our, our uh, pride take us down the wrong paths in life all the time. Of course, so what, what makes us love it so much. Uh, the show so much. All right. So congratulations on the on the on the student film uh, on the wins, and uh, wish you the best of luck in the future. And I'm like, looking forward to seeing your final film. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hasenbeck Incorporated. <laughs>